Kingdom Animalia. Hello and welcome to. Wait, let's try that again. Hello and welcome to Kingdom Animalia, a zoology podcast for kids. Mwah ha ha ha. Chica, if you chica think that's chica going to chica scare me, chica you'd be chica wrong, Devin. Well, I guess I can't scare you, Cap. Chica, you betcha. Boo. Chica, whoa! Chica, my god, what? <laughs> chica, not funny. If you say so, Mr. Brave. Okay. So, today is not only Kingdom Animalia's 2023 Halloween episode, it's also its first birthday. <laughs> chica, woohoo! Chica, yeah! Before we get into the episode, Here's a quick note. You may think today's animal is scary or gross or creepy, etc. This animal is feared by many and has a bad reputation, but please try to stick this episode out and find out how cool this animal really is, regardless of their looks. Though I personally find them cute. Chica though, Devin's chica definition of chica cute is chica debatable, as chica also chica finds cockroaches chica cute. Now you're just dissing cockroaches. Their bad rap is a completely different episode. Anywho, let's move on. I'm your host, Devin. Chugga Warrior, Chugga Co-host, Chugga Camp, Chugga Enchant. And today on Kingdom Animalia's Halloween 2023 slash first anniversary episode, we are talking about the common vampire bat, Desmodus Rotundus. One of the only three, only three, species of bat that drinks blood. Enjoy! And beware! Ha ha ha! Before we get into the episode, I have to clear some things up. It's time again for... Animal Misconceptions Debunk 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 First misconception Bats are blind as in the saying blind as a bat Bats are not at all blind People likely think they are because they use echolocation If you didn't know echolocation is animal sonar in which the animal emits high-pitched sounds which bounce off of objects and then go back to their ears giving them a picture of their surroundings but they really can see and some species actually depend on it. In fact, one of the two main groups of bats, flying foxes aka fruit bats, don't have echolocation and simply use vision. This is because one of their main food sources is fruit, which requires them to use sight to know if they're ripe, as echolocation only communicates shape and texture. Secondly, not all bats drink blood. There are only three species of blood-eating bats, which are also the only mammals that eat only blood. The common vampire bat, today's animal, hairy-legged vampire bat, and white-winged vampire bat. Lastly, vampire bats do NOT eat human blood. Depending on the species, they'll eat from livestock, birds, or other animals. That is all. This has been Animal Misconceptions Debunked. Debunked. Debunked.
Alrighty then, let's begin with the description as usual. For this, you need to channel your mind's eye. Check out, okay. First, imagine a basic bat. Yes, there are many species and variations, but imagine a general bat, like a brown bat or Mexican free-tailed bat. If you don't know what this kind of bat looks like, here's a quick description. First, imagine a grayish-brown mouse. Then shorten their snout, flatten their nose, and give them larger ears. Then shorten their forelegs so that they're just paws. Then stretch out their front toes to be longer than their body. Long, skinny, and bony. Leave out their thumb, keeping it small and movable. Bats use their thumbs for all sorts of things, like climbing and perching. Then put webbing, a thin, stretchy skin, between each of their long front toes. Yes, bat wings are indeed their forepaws. Then connect the webbing down from the bottommost toe of each wing to their hind legs and their hind legs to their furred, medium-length tail. So that's what the building block bat we're using looks like. Now for the common vampire bat customization. Check out. Oh yeah! First, get rid of the tail. Common vampire bats, I just learned this as well, have no tail. As a minor but related detail, the webbing between their hind legs, called the Europatagium is smaller than another bat's. Next, scrap the snout. Just get rid of it. Now, replace it with a pig snout. Chicka, wait, what? Yes, a pig snout, but scaled down, of course. Chicka, of course. Then squash it down into the face. Not wrinkled like a pug, just shorter. Chicka, let me chicka get this chicka straight. Now, chicka snout looks chicka like a chicka short pig chicka snout? Yes. Chica, okay. Don't worry, chat. This episode will get way weirder. Chica, thanks for Chica the word, Chica of warning. Now for the final touch, the teeth. They may have a pig-like snout, but their teeth are far from a pig's. Because common vampire bats' diet is solely blood, a liquid, they don't have many teeth. As adults, they'll have almost 20, but they're razor sharp. You know what a snake's fangs look like? Not those of vipers, but of other snakes. Long, narrow, and pointed. Well, add those to the vampire bat in your head. When you look at a common vampire bat from the front, you'll only see around four of the teeth. The incisors, those are the main front teeth used for cutting, and vampire bats are shorter, and they have four, two on top, two on the bottom, and they're canines. Those are the four large teeth that surround the incisors one on either side of the incisors, and are often the largest teeth in mammals, and vampire bat canines follow the same rules. Congratulations, you've created your very own mental common vampire bat. Chica, that was... Chica, an experience. Now let's get into the specifics. Since we're already in the topic of teeth, let's finish that off. Common vampire bat teeth, over time, have evolved significant differences from those of other bats. Relative to other bats, their front fangs are extremely sharp. 
Your upper incisors specifically are especially sharp relative to those of other bats because... Check out I feel, check out multiple, check out choice, question, check out coming on. You felt correctly. Their upper incisors are especially sharp because... A. They sharpen them on tree branches. B. They don't have a substance called enamel protecting them. Or C. The blood they drink reinforces them, allowing them to be narrower without breaking. What do you think, Cap? Check out, um, check out Cap Overlords, check out, oh great, check out Cap Overlords. Cap, what are you doing? Chet, what is Cap doing? Check out, search me. Check out, using my check out sorcery, I check out, call upon check out you, oh check out, great Cap, check out Overlords. Check out, I seek check out answers. What chicka is the chicka answer to chicka Devon's multiple chicka choice question, chicka great overlords? Cap, I don't think you're going to shh. Chicka the great chicka cap overlord, chicka are trying chicka to speak. Chicka um. Chicka the great chicka cap overlord, chicka have spoken. Chicka the answer chicka is. Chicka C! Okay, then. Chet, what do you think? Chicka, oh, chicka of my chicka brothers, uh, chicka thing. I chicka kind of chicka forgot my chicka answer, so chicka all just chicka go with chicka C. Okay, then. Chet, can I get a drum roll, please? Chicka, yes. Chicka, I don't chicka need hat chicka gods. Chicka cat overlords. Chicka, no, chicka the answer. The answer is... B! Chica sounds like your Chica Great Cap Chica Overlords or Chica Wrong Cap. So they probably Chica didn't want Chica to tell Chica me the Chica correct answer Chica because you Chica were going Chica to steal Chica my answer. Chica that's totally Chica why. Anywho, so vampire bat's fangs are so sharp because they don't have enamel. Enamel serves as the protective layer of most mammals' teeth. In mammals that have it, it is the hardest material in their body. The lack of this enamel makes their upper incisors razor sharp. Another difference between theirs and other bats is that their back teeth are shorter and duller than the rest of their teeth, as they don't use their hind teeth for piercing like their front teeth or chewing like the hind teeth of other bats. They use these unique front teeth to make small cuts in their prey. More on that later. In fact, their fangs are so important that their brain case in their skull is smaller to make room for their large incisors and canines. Now, for their general description. The common vampire bat has grayish-brown fur overall, which is lighter on their underside. Their snout is compact, almost swollen-looking, and their ears are pointy. They grow 2.8 to 3.5 inches or 7 to 9 centimeters long, head to tail and their wingspan is roughly 13.8 to 15.7 inches, or 35 to 40 centimeters wide. Just like the orchid mantises from episode 5, common vampire bats are sexually dimorphic. Sexual dimorphism, in case you forgot or haven't listened to episode 5, is where one sex of an animal is larger or prettier than the other. In the case of the vampire bat, it means that the females are larger. Common vampire bats weigh around 0.5 to 1.8 ounces, or 15 to 50 grams. That's roughly the same weight as... 
A, a golf ball, B, a dodgeball, or C, a soccer ball? Sugar A. Sugar the great chicken camp overlord. Sugar say that sugar answer is. Sugar A. Shit, can you give me a drum roll, please? Sugar, you betcha. But wait until after a quick break. Sugar, now that's sugar just cruel. Welcome back to Kingdom Animal, a zoology podcast for kids. I'm your host, Devin, Chicka Warrior, Chicka Co-host, Chet, Chicka and Camp, and today we're talking about the common vampire bat, Desmodus Rotundus. Before the break, we check out you. Okay, I left you with a dangling question. The common vampire bat weighs roughly as much as A, a golf ball, B, a dodgeball, or C, a soccer ball. Chicka, I guess Chicka A. Chicka and the Chicka Cat Overlord Chicka also told Chicka me that Chicka it's A. Now you can give me that drumroll shit. The answer is... A. You're both right. Chicka, I told Chicka you two Chicka never doubt Chicka the great Chicka Cat Overlords. Chicka, uh-huh. common vampire bat is highly adapted to their feeding habits, I talked about their teeth earlier, but here are some more of their adaptions. One is that they have a special tongue. They have two grooves on its sides that expand and contract as the bat drinks blood. Common vampire bats have a strong sense of smell for finding their prey and large eyes. The thumb of their wing is long and well developed and has three paths that serve as a sole. They use these thumbs for climbing on their prey, locomotion, and takeoff. They also have strong hind legs. As you probably should know by now, if you don't, you really should pay more attention, Hummin vampire bats eat blood and only blood. Vampire bats, as said earlier, are both the only bats who feed on blood and the only mammals that feed entirely on blood. In current times, common vampire bats prefer to drink the blood of livestock, like cows, horses, and pigs, and large wild mammals like tapirs. Tapirs are like combinations between deer and elephant seals, you should look up a photo. In captivity, on the other wing, they have been recorded eating blood from lizards, snakes, crocs, turtles, and took a bird seed! It was starting to feel like you two wouldn't be interrupting this episode. In captivity, they have been recorded eating blood from lizards, snakes, crocs, turtles, and toads. There we go. We've talked about the fact that common vampire bats drink blood a lot this episode. Chicka, you've mentioned Chicka at once, Chicka, or twice. But what we haven't talked about is how they do it. Well, now I'm going to teach you a crash course on how vampire bats, bats, bats drink, drink, drink blood, blood, blood. 
Chicka. Step number Chicka one. Finding a blood source. Common vampire bats will first use echolocation and vision to navigate and find their prey. They might also use scents and sounds to locate their next meal. Chicka step number Chicka two. Touchdown. Common vampire bats are stealthy and agile. The bats don't land directly on their prey so as not to wake them, but instead land nearby and walk or hop. Yes, they can walk, and even hop, over to their slumbering prey. They then climb up onto the large mammal to find a suitable feeding spot. For reasons unclear from my sources, common vampire bats usually climb up their prey sideways or backwards. They are very alert when climbing and also light on their feet, because if they were to wake their prey, well, let's just say it wouldn't go too well for the bat. Check out step number, check out three. Making a tap. Desmodus rotundus is equipped with a heat sensor at the end of their nose to point them towards where warm blood flows closest to their prey skin. Just if you thought common vampire bats didn't have more up their winged sleeves. Before making a cut, the bat shaves off a patch of fur around the surgical site, much like a vet prepping for a surgery on a mammal, though the bat uses their rough tongue instead of a razor. Next, the bat uses those sharp incisors and canines we talked about earlier to make an almost exactly 0.1 inch or 3 millimeter incision into the prey's skin. The bite is pretty much painless and rarely wakes up the animal. Researchers have found a special anticoagulant in vampire bat saliva. An anticoagulant is a substance that prevents blood from clotting, in other words, stopping bleeding. This keeps the blood flowing for the vampire bat to drink. Can you guess what it's called? Any guesses? The answer is... Draculin. Yes, that is in reference to the world's most famous vampire, Count Dracula. Chicka step number chicka four. Bon Appetit. The common vampire bat then drinks their fill, which is usually only a tablespoon. They don't actually suck the blood like fictional vampires, they instead lap up the blood with their tongues like a dog or cat drinks water. Chicka step number chicka five. The exit. Common vampire bats then take off from the ground. After having a large meal, they have to use a little more push to get off of the ground. They are the only species of bat, even excluding other vampire bats, both other species feed mainly on birds that roost in trees, allowing them to simply drop down, to be able to lift off directly from the ground. Check a side note. Common vampire bats use agile moves and quick reflexes to avoid unpredictable responses from large prey. Jumping is their main way to get out of the way of danger. They can jump forward, backward, and straight up to make a quick escape in the case of an emergency, such as kicking hooves, whipping tails, and their predators, which we'll discuss later. This concludes our crash course on how vampire bats, bats, bats drink, 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 blood, blood, blood. As we just talked about, moving on the ground is an important part of common vampire bats finding, stalking, and feeding off of prey. Unlike other bats, they can walk, hop, and even run on their wings and hind legs, hence their- Check camps! Ugh, no. 
Hence their powerful, sold thumbs and strong hind legs. When they need speed, they tend to run or hop. The lifespan of a vampire bat can be up to 12 years. Being social is such a big part of common vampire bats' lives that we needed to devote a whole segment to it. It's time for social behavior. Desmodus rotundus lives in colonies that can range from A. Tens to dozens B. Tens to hundreds or C. Tens to thousands Chica Gary, Chica go again. Chica the great, Chica cap overlord, Chica say the Chica answer is... Chica B! Chica an owl, Chica go with Chica C. Chet, you know what to do. The answer is... C! Chet, you're right. But Cap, the great Cap overlords have failed you. Chugga er! Chugga Cap overlords! Chugga how! Anywho! Chugga how could Chugga you fail Chugga me! Oh Chugga great Cap Chugga overlords! Anywho! These colonies usually have around 20 to 100 bats, though the largest ones recorded have been up to 500 bats strong. These colonies congregate in roosts, much like the crows and turkeys from episodes 1 and 2, in tree hollows, caves with at least some light and deep fissures, cracks, mine shafts, old wells, and abandoned buildings. These roosts will smell strongly of ammonia because of the digested blood in their guano. Guano is what you call bat and seabird feces. These colonies consist of a mix of both males and females. When in captivity, dominance hierarchies, who has more say and control than another, like alphas, betas, etc., based on who gets food, have been observed, but there is little conclusive, strong evidence to say that that is the case in the wild. Close friendships are formed between multiple female common vampire bats or females and their pups. That's what you call a baby bat. Adult males don't form these ties and tend to be loners. Females travel between different colonies more than males, making quote-unquote bat friends in many different places. These friendships can last for many years. A scientist named Gerald Wilkinson reported that though the bats will sometimes groom themselves, social grooming between bats is an important part of their behavior in the roost. Social grooming is usually between mothers and pups, though it also happens frequently between adult females, these females usually being close family members or friends. Wilkinson found that social grooming actually has more to do with sharing food than removing parasites from each other. Most of the time, social grooming starts with one female coming up to another and grooming her for up to two minutes. Then, the female being groomed will gurgitate part of her blood meal to the other. Common vampire bats in general, not just female friends, will share blood. In some cases, when bat A couldn't find food but bat B is nice and full, bat B will offer food to A. Later, when the roles are reversed, a is respected to return the favor by feeding B. If A doesn't return the favor, B won't help them out another time. It's basically like this. If I feed you when you're hungry, you'd feed me when I'm hungry. If you don't, I won't feed you ever again. Though adult bats don't usually call to communicate with each other, 
pungent chemical cues detected through smell are likely important parts of communication. When it is time for breeding, males will compete for roosting sites in which females reside. If more than one male is in a roost, each individual defends a small part of it. According to Wilkinson, defense of roosts often includes chasing, pushing, and all-out fighting, which includes biting, wing striking, and gesturing. The male defender will mate with each of the females in his territory when she's ready. D. rotundus is thought to be able to mate throughout the year. Even though pups can be born at any time of the year, as breeding can take place throughout it, peak birthing times, the times when the most pups are born, were shown to be during April and May and October and November. The gestation period, the period of time between when a female mates and gives birth, is around seven months and females usually only have one pregnancy a year, though it is possible for them to have more. Usually mothers have only one pup, but occasionally they'll have twins. When they're born, the pups are well-developed, fully furred and alert, and weigh around 0.3 ounces or 7 grams. Localizations are common between mother and pup. Quiet contact calls are made by the pup. They're around 6 to 12 kilohertz, if you can think in measurements of sound frequencies. I can't. These are usually made when the mother is feeding the pup or when the pup is trying to find her. During their first month, the pup will feed only on their mom's milk, doubling their weight, and cling tightly to her in flight. The mom will introduce them to blood through regurgitation in their second month. The pup will join their mother on hunts when they reach four months old. They're then fully independent by five months. Chicken and birds should are much faster. That's something I never thought I'd heard someone brag about. So when they become independent, young common vampire bats don't show aggression to each other, but, like many young mammals, play fight and wrestle with each other. To avoid aggressive encounters with older bats in a colony, juveniles will perform somewhat of a peace offering in which they bend to one side and lift a folded wing. This episode, we're bringing back an old segment from episode 1, Experiments. Today we're bringing you two stories about common vampire bat research. The first one is on feeding and friends. Similar to us humans and other animals, common vampire bats have social preferences, like you might have a best friend, a friend, and some person you just know. Researchers at Ohio State University (OSU) wanted to find out whether these bats forage with friends or just alone. Their study showed that Desmodus rotundus almost always left for dinner alone but often joined other bats for the meals. Additionally, female vampire bats that were friends and spent a lot of time together in a roost were more likely to share their blood meals, says OSU ecologist Gerald Carter. Well, what do you know? Another Gerald. I guess there are a lot of vampire bat researchers named Gerald. His team recorded the bats making three distinct calls at feeding locations that suggested that friends communicate with each other about the food that's available. 
Carter's team studied two different colonies living near cattle ranchers in rural parts of Panama. In the first location, named Tole, the research team focused on a fairly large bat colony that had about 225 bats on average. Using nets that they stretched out in front of the bats' paths, the researchers captured and tagged 50 females with tracking devices which they used to monitor their movement for several days. These trackers showed the researchers where the bats were within the roost and helped them determine which bats were friends. Bats with more friends in the roost also met up with more friends when foraging, the team found. At the second location, called La Torera, Carter's team observed the bats as they flew to a herd of cows and recorded their interactions. Setting the bats at night in La Torera required them to befriend the cows. At first, the cows would move away from me, but after a while they got used to me, so I basically became part of the herd says Simon Ripperger, biologist and study author at OSU. To observe the bats, Ripperger carried an infrared camera and ultrasonic microphone that could record the high-pitched bat calls, which are too high for humans to hear. He used the infrared camera because using any lights to see the bat pet subjects would scare them away. As the bats fed, they very clearly made numerous calls, either to attract or deter other bats. Ruberger noticed that when the bats called, other bats would arrive, and they would either lap up the blood together or fight over it. The study focused on female common vampire bats because, as previously mentioned, males are territorial and don't make friends. The recordings Ruberger collected at this study's site point towards three call types, a call that might be to alert or recognize friends, a buzz that the team interpreted as stay away, and a third never recorded before call that may be to coordinate or compete over food, Carter says. These social feeding communications may give notified bats some advantages. For instance, prepping a wound takes time and work, leaving the bat more vulnerable to predators such as owls. The longer they sit on the cow's back, the greater the chances they'll get eaten. Bats who are invited to other bats' meals are able to immediately start eating, leaving them exposed for less time. These bats, which get a bad rap from their blood diet, are actually not unlike us. This shows that the way bats behave in some ways is so similar to how we, humans, behave. Ryan Bird at the University of California, Davis, who also studies bats but wasn't involved in the research, says, They preferentially take care of family members and friends. Now here's the second study, which is on vampire bat locomotion. As we talked about earlier, common vampire bats can behave much like four-legged terrestrial mammals in how they move on the ground where other bats will fumble and tumble. Researchers of Cornell University's College of Veterinary Medicine discovered that this species can not only walk, but run. The experiment was done by Daniel Riskin, a Cornell graduate student in zoology, and his advisor John W. Hermanson, an associate professor of biomedical sciences. It was published in the Nature magazine on March 17, 2005. Riskin came up with what seemed like a crazy idea, challenging these common vampire bats on an increasingly fast treadmill. Check a say what? I know, it sounds, is, crazy. If you don't believe me, I linked a video in the show notes, episode page, and transcript. I strongly encourage you to watch it. 
What we observed was like a horse going for a walk to a gallop over a very short amount of time, Riskin says. The researchers kept increasing the speed of the treadmill. Then, to their surprise, the bats broke into a run. Not only did they find that common vampire bats are unusual for bats in that they run, but also that Unlike most mammals, which use their hind legs as a source of power, these exceptional creatures power their run with their forelimbs, Hermanson explains. Getting more push from their forelimbs, which are their wings, making them especially strong, they run more like a gorilla than, say, a mouse. The studies showed that they can run up to 2.5 miles or 4 kilometers per hour. That may not seem very fast at all, but keep in mind this is a golf ball sized bat with wings for front legs. I did the math, granted, on a calculator, but that's roughly 12.6 body lengths per second. Relative to their body size, that's faster than a horse. Though other species of bats are actually known to walk, Desmodus rotundus is the only bat so far to pass Riskin and Hermanson's treadmill and break into a run. Riskin suggests that these bats may have evolved to run like this to avoid getting trampled if their prey wakes up, but more likely, the researchers say, the ability to break into a fast run evolved long ago, when common vampire bats had to prey in the agouti, a small and quick rodent around the size of a hare that could wake up and swipe at the dining bat. And currently doesn't remain clear what their original prey was before the introduction of livestock, Riskin adds. But what's definitely clear is that those vampire bats in the study definitely were pretty fit after that experiment. If you'd like to continue reading about these studies, as I did leave out some parts that weren't necessary for the episode, there are links in the show notes and on the episode page, which is at kingdomanimaliapod.com slash ka slash vampbat episode. Thank you for listening to Experiments. Moving on, it's time for Range and Habitat. It's your turn, Chet. Here's the script. Chaka, alrighty then. Chaka, ahem. Chugga common vampire, chugga bats range, chugga is restricted, chugga to warm chugga climates, living chugga in arid, chugga in humid, chugga parts of chugga tropical and chugga subtropical areas, chugga from southern chugga Mexico to chugga northern parts chugga of Argentina, chugga and Chile. Chugga they occur, chugga up chugga to two, chugga thousand, six chugga hundred, twenty chugga four yards, chugga or two chugga thousand, four chugga hundred meters, chugga in elevation. Chicken here, sugar the script, sugar back, Devin. Thank you, Chet. Uh oh. Chicken, it's not chicken time. Chicken, no! It is. It's time for predators. Raptors such as hawks and eagles during the day and owls at night are the most common threats to vampire bats when flying. Snakes have also been known to slither into their roosts to dine on the snoozing bats during the day. Right now, however, their biggest threat is, you know them, you are one, humans! 
This mostly comes from farmers who are known to sadly poison the bats that regularly feed on their livestock. Now it's time for Conservation Corner. This time it's short, but that's a good thing. Common vampire bats are ranked as least concern on the International Union for Conservation of Nature IUCN, red list. That means that they are doing fine and not facing any significant threats. They are locally common and actually increasing due to the new and abundant food source that is introduced livestock. This has been Conservation Corner. Now, who's ready for some fun facts? Check on me! Check on me! Check out fact number check out one. In one year, a hundred bat colony can drink the blood equivalent to that of 25 whole cows. Check out fact number check out two. Species of animals, like vampire bats, that feed entirely on blood are called sanguivores. Check out fact number check out three. Just like the flying foxes, aka fruit bats, that I talked about in Animal Misconceptions Debunked, common vampire bats have good eyesight. They may use it for long-range orientation and navigation. Check a fact number, check a four. Using only echolocation, vampire bats can identify a metal strip that's just 0.4 inches or 1 centimeter wide at a distance of 19.7 inches or 15 centimeters. Check a fact number, check a five. Research on the anticoagulant called draculin in vampire bat saliva has the potential to help with human injuries and diseases. Currently, it has been developed into a medication that helps prevent strokes. Though, if it's going to go into medicines, they probably should rebrand it, as likely many people wouldn't want to put something called draculin in their body. Check a fact number, check a six. There have been wars fought over bat poop. <laughs> Bat guano, another word for the feces of bats and seabirds, can be used as a fertilizer. It was so valuable that in 1864, war broke out between Spain and Peru, and again in 1879 between Peru, Chile, and Bolivia. Chica fact number chica seven. Vampire bats evolved from frugivorous, fruit-eating, bats with sharp teeth for piercing fruit. Later on, they evolved to ectoparasites, external parasites, of large mammals before switching to blood. Before making their transition to just blood, common vampire bats were attracted to insects and the wounds of small animals. Now let's do the glossary while I'll explain some words you, and especially younger listeners, may not know. Word number one, vertebrates. A vertebrate is a species of animal with a backbone, aka spine. Word number two, locomotion. Locomotion is the action of moving from one place to another. It can be walking, running, flying, driving, etc. Word number three, incision. An incision is a cut into the skin or flesh of an animal, often used in reference to surgery. Word number four, to congregate. 
To congregate is to gather in a large group, like crows congregate at a roost or ants congregate at a dropped piece of food. So ends this episode of Kingdom Animalia. Welcome to the end of the Halloween 2023 and first anniversary episode of King Chicka the Chickity Chicka Brothers Podcast. Haha, the Kingdom Animalia is a zoology podcast for kids. Chicka, ugh. Alrighty, you know the drill. If you want to read along with the transcript, check my facts with the work cited, or test your memory with a memory quiz, you can click the links in the show notes or go to the page for this episode, which is at kingdomanimalipod.com slash ka slash vampbat episode. You can read the episode comic by clicking the button there, the link in the show notes, and its URL is kingdomanimalipod.com slash ka slash vampbat comic. You can support us in making this and other shows on Patreon by going to kingdomanimalipod.com slash Patreon. You can contact us with our new email, animals at kingdomanimalipod.com. Don't worry, the old one still works. Or you can use the contact form on our website, which is at kingdomanimalipod.com slash contact. You can use those to send in episode suggestions, questions, and guesses to the riddle. So here's a riddle for episode 13. I hold the non-human record of knowing the most English words. I come in many different colors. I'm the most common of the pet birds. Who am I? So, any guesses? Send them in and I'll tell you if you got it right. But if you get it wrong, you'll have to wait until the end of November to find out. So, until next time, eat plenty of candy, don't judge an animal by their bad reputation, and keep exploring this amazing kingdom, Animalia. Bye! Bye-bye! Adios! Called the Europadigium. Do not get anger that you get cap overlords. Chicka, hello, podcast chicka listeners. Chicka, it's us. Chicka, chat. Chicka, and cat. Chicka, and no. Chicka, this is chicka, not, and chicka, ad. Chicka, we're here. Chicka, within chicka announcement. Chicka, do you? Chicka, want to? Chicka, ask us? Chicka, questions? Chicka got any chicka burning inquiries? Chicka to ask? Chicka the famous chicka chickity brothers? Chicka will send chicka them in. Chicka we're planning chicka on doing chicka and ask chicka the chickity chicka brothers bonus chicka episode. Chicka you can chicka use our chicka email which chicka is chat. Chicka this is chicka the time chicka you need chicka to cut chicka out the chicka chickas. Chickadee.pod at gmail.com. Chicka subject line asks the Chickadee Brothers. Chicka or use Chicka the contact Chicka form, which Chicka is at ChickaKingdomAnimalipod.com slash contact slash ACB. Chicka just state Chicka your name, Chicka or just Chicka say anonymous. Chicka your email. Chicka if you're Chicka using the Chicka contact form. Chicka and your Chicka question or Chicka questions. Chicka thank you Chicka for your Chicka time. Chicka bye! Chicka bye!